0: to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 12 of SNL with host Regina King and musical guest Nathaniel Rateliff. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by John Murray and New York-based comedian and podcaster Charlotte Otremba. You can follow Charlotte on Instagram at Charlotte Otremba. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. If you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar slash Podcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Charlotte, how are you doing?
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Happy Valentine's
0: Day. Yeah, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's a great time. I'm excited to discuss this episode with you. So And excited. yeah, for all of our listeners, Charlotte is a friend of mine I met through a writing group I'm in. She's super talented. She studied sketch at UCB and the Groundlings, performed at at UCB in the pit and even some places in South Florida somehow. Don't know the story there, but Charlotte's here. And so, Charlotte, can you tell us what your SNL cred is and what gives you the authority to critique it?
1: Wow. I think definitely my authority comes from watching the box sets back when we had box DVD sets of <laughs> Best of Will Farrell and Best of Chris Farley. And my brother and I used to watch these on repeat. I remember we had like the Chevy Suburban, like the same Chevy Suburban for like 10 years. My parents <laughs> drove it into the ground and we watched those DVDs on repeat anytime we were in the car. And I guess since then I've just been obsessed. So I'm so excited to dive in and and people want to listen to me talk about it. Usually it's just my boyfriend <laughs> rolling his eyes like we're talking about right? again. <laughs>
0: yep, we can take I a deep that. dive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we always love to have people on that, you know, love the show as much as we do. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, let's thank our patrons then.
2: Uh, patron. Thanks. Um, yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Josiah from Atlanta, Georgia, as well as Brian from Chicago, who wanted to let us know that our podcast needs more cowbell.
1: And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say it, baby.
2: Um, so, you know, any feedback we get from patrons, we're gonna to take to heart whether it's ridiculous or legitimate. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So we appreciate that feedback, Brian. And I'll if anyone else, man. yes, yes, definitely. That will work that into our next production meeting. Um, but in all seriousness, if any patrons or anyone at all has any ideas about how we can improve the show we are always open to that kind of feedback and there's plenty of ways that they can get in touch through our website at snl podcast or on patreon so by all means reach out we uh we do take that stuff to heart and we'll see what we can do about that cowbell
1: but the last time i checked we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell i gotta have more cowbell baby
0: all right i will definitely work that into the edit All right. Well, let's talk about the Virginia King episode. A dating game show welcomes Kendra Sutter, whose type is cringy white men. Oh, I'm a puddle right now. You are? Okay, so I'm a desert. Uh DJ Smith hated it so much, she just melted like a witch from us. So, Charlotte, did you like this one?
1: <laughs> I I liked the game. Like, I love that as an idea for a sketch, and Mm -hmm. I was excited about it. I think what happened for me is it was really funny and great, but I feel like they were almost trying to do too much. You know, there was the Mm -hmm. interaction between the host and the DJ, and then there was each of the contestants, and then there was the Regina King character herself. So they were all sort of the off, and there was not really a Mm -hmm. straight man really? Or, or it didn't seem grounded, I guess. Or I'd be curious to hear what you what you two think.
0: Yeah, they were trying to make Cecily the straight man a little bit. Um, but, yeah, my biggest note on it is there was a lot of things happening. So it's a minute and eight seconds into the sketch before they tell us what the game is, which is, in my opinion, too long. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff setting up the host and then the DJ mm-hmm. and then their, their um, you know, what their connection is. And then I agree about the the straight men, like Cecily and the DJ worked for that, and I, I see what they were doing there. But I wish that one of the men had been mm-hmm. normal, mm-hmm. so he could so like mm. it would have been like, and here is Fred, and Fred should be like the clear front runner, a lot like the um the Irish right. dating show she when she Bill Hader posted, The yeah. yeah. classic, um, yeah, you know we had, yeah, we had like Kate who was crazy, and then. I think Cecily was crazy. And then 80 was like the one who was not his cousin in that, in that one. Mm -hmm. And she should have won, but no one was paying attention to her. So I think if this game show had a dynamic similar to that, more similar to that, it would have just worked a little better. Um, and then, and then we could have had some fun lines too with Cecily and like the guy that should clearly win and like maybe they run (laughs) off together, you know? Like I think there would have been some fun moves to make with that. Um, but what worked was, Regina's back and forth with Cecily, I was having a lot of fun with. So there there was definitely a lot of stuff to win here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a few things that I think could have cleared it up. John, what are your thoughts?
2: I like the observation of the the couple that you just can't figure out how person A ends up with person B. Like, what mm-hmm. what could they possibly be getting from each other in, in this situation? Um, and I liked, well, I liked Regina King's performance. Like, I mm-hmm. liked that she genuinely understood that character and she played Mm -hmm. it beautifully. So (laughs) this, this said a lot about what she can bring to SNL. Uh, and I was really, really impressed by that. Um, but otherwise, you know, that observation is fun. And these guys were sufficiently creepy characters for that back and forth to be amusing. But Mm -hmm. like you guys touched on, um, there was a lot of other stuff that kind of got in the way, like, like the host. And uh I think Catherine, your, your point is, is excellent that there was nothing to turn it on its head. There was nothing to um really cast a light on it. You know, there was, there was no peanut gallery other than the DJ who just explodes inexplicably halfway <laughs> through basically <laughs> saying there's something wrong about this scenario. And you do mm-hmm. kind of need that foil to the scene. So um yeah, th- this was something that I think needed a solid second draft because they had a kernel of something great. And, mm-hmm it turns out it was a perfect vehicle for Regina King, but you know, with a bit more time in, in the writing, they could have, like you said, explored some better avenues with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a great point And definitely something to highlight is Regina King owned this role. And I thought, you know, in addition to a very yeah. competent monologue, she came into this sketch and I was, I was really blown away. I was like, Oh, she's, a, she's a natural. She's, you know, she's not yeah. relying on the cue cards too much or anything. You know, she's really owning this role. And I was, Excited to see what else she could do throughout the episode. So it worked there. And that's sometimes that's the most important thing.
2: I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell.
0: All right. Well, let's keep going. The hostage negotiator accidentally eats weed gummies. Has a very bad trip. John, how'd you feel about it?
2: Okay. So can someone give me a little context? Do these gummies exist?
0: Yes. Weed, Anyone you, know? weed gummies. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: but he, he said wee gummy. He didn't say weed weed gummies, did he?
0: No, they're weed like they, gummies. They have
2: cannabis in them. Yeah. Weed gummies. Okay. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> I, I thought maybe this was some new designer drug and, and, and this wow. is a New York thing. And it went over my head because I, I thought he was saying wee gummies. So oh. I was that just that, that was lost on me. Okay. <laughs> but that but that aside, like that really wasn't a hang up for me. I, I okay. just I accepted right from the get go, okay, maybe I don't understand exactly what the drug is that she took. But this fever dream, hallucinogenic, psychedelic haze that she goes through is a lot of fun. So uh-huh. I mean I, I, I there there were lots of little beats that that um you know were particularly enjoyable. I thought Marge Simpson was, you know, straight out of my <laughs> nightmares. Um uh-huh. but overall I like this. And I like the fact that her her trip ends up winning the day, and I like mm-hmm. that. You know, it, it cuts back to reality really starkly, and she's sleeping on the top of the the cop car. So, I, I think as a story and as a trip, and just as a like a, a visual overload experience, this was a fun ride.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely from the minds of Stephen Castillo and Dan Licata. They it it has their yeah. calling card in it. It's <laughs> just wacky enough. I think this is such a great idea. You know, because you you can start thinking of like the kernel of where this like what are really inopportune times to be high accidentally your dad's funeral um a wedding you know stuff like that but like what's the most heightened place to start is like you're in charge of a hostage negotiation like what great stakes for a <laughs> sketch right. like that is amazing yeah. <laughs> um and and then you know, it went into it and i don't I don't smoke weed or eat weed gummies because every time I do, it's an experience like this and I don't like it. So it spoke to me like when he said, you'll be high forever, like, um, just great stuff. And then, you know, when the, when the sun started talking about the moon, you know, it just heightened and just got crazier and crazier and just talk about a sketch fully reaching crazy town like this did it. And, you know, there's now she's talking to herself behind Bowen. I thought they found, amazing, amazing places to go with this and it was, just knocked it out of the park. Um, I thought this was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Charlotte, how'd you feel about it? This was by far
1: my favorite sketch of the night. I I died laughing at every single part, both times I watched it. Um, I mean, like, almost tears coming out of my eyes. I, 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 oh my god, I think also, just the editing made this so, oh, my God, just the like, boom, boom, quick, quick, um, quick cuts and then the the sound effect. And so you're in this world, right? I mean, they totally created the world of like this intense, mm-hmm. you know, cop detective show, you know, and Regina King set up perfectly to play this. And so and I agree, I think I think I love sketches where the heightening can go right up to bonkers town and this like <laughs> totally went there and they did not hold yep. back and oh my gosh i i i cracked up so let's keep going it's valentine's day is tomorrow and this year couples are having to get creative with plans
2: here with her tips is relationships expert and author of the book if you're single you're doing it wrong
0: mckenzie taylor joy We get Lauren Holt's first update appearance, and we love to see that from a featured player. Uh, Charlotte, did you enjoy this?
1: I I thought she had great presence, and, you know, I thought she came on really strong and looked the part of a a dating expert, and I thought Mm -hmm. that was really fun. I'm going to say something maybe controversial, maybe I'm just too sensitive, but I got, I felt really sad for this character when she got (laughs) broken up with, you know, she, she (laughs) acted it almost too well where then I just felt sad. And, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I, so I, again, I, I love her as a character and I loved this, (laughs) this game of like, she gets broken up with and how does she recover? I I think maybe it went too quickly into the breakup. We didn't get a sense of this character. We didn't get enough from her when she started off. She didn't I was waiting for more Mm -hmm. of, of some funny lines about her experience, what she what she helps people do, maybe her ideas, because I think there was a chance to really make her more extreme. And really, Mm because I think they set it up, right, that she's supposed to be this dating expert that thinks it's so sad to ever be alone on Valentine's Day. Like, if you're (laughs) if you're single, you're doing everything wrong sort of idea. And then she gets broken up with, which there's so much room for really funny lines. And I Mm -hmm. just felt like it was lacking that a bit.
0: I think you're on to something because I I loved this for the sake of um, I was really happy for Lauren Holt. I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of her. She's she's a person who you could tell was genuinely so thrilled and grateful to get this job. And I really like that when you can see that in a new hire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, to see her doing well and to have her first update appearance, like I, I literally cheered. Uh, I was very happy for her. And I think this is a good character, uh, but I didn't think it was an instant hit. Uh, it didn't feel as similar to like maybe Heidi's first character. I thought it was good, but I, I do think your note is, is very astute because I, if she had come out at first and talked just a hair longer about how much it must be terrible to be single on Valentine's Day and maybe give us one mm-hmm. tip of what she's going to do, it would have let that breakup text just punch you a little bit more and take that turn to just be a little darker. And and maybe that would have given us a little bit better places to go with it. Um, let's let John talk. What do you think?
2: So this is the moment that I wait for. Like This is what I live mm-hmm. for when I watch SNL is when a featured player. Gets their first desk feature. Mm-hmm. And this is it. This is like your moment to shine. This mm-hmm. is you front and center. Nobody's getting in your way. This is your ability to, or your opportunity to demonstrate your abilities and, and what you can bring. And so I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm, I'm ready. And it started out. I felt really, really strong. I really, really liked the setup. I liked. Lauren Holt's approach to it, you know, Mm -hmm. bubbly and gregarious and all positivity. And this is a fun, lighthearted puff piece. And, um, you, you see what she's tapping into. And I thought she was handling that really, really well. And, um, the moment she gets the call and her face kind of sinks, I thought she handled that really well too, because Mm -hmm. she telegraphed to the audience, exactly the situation. And everybody's right there with her. Like she's keeping the audience with her and Mm -hmm. everything is super strong, right to that moment. And that's when I feel like there was maybe a, a creative decision or a performance decision that made this less than it could have been. She gets into a roller coaster mode where she has a quick little mini breakdown and you see it visually, you know, head hands in or you know, head in hands, um, like crying and then she steals herself and she's back in it. Mm-hmm. That roller coaster. I don't think was the right call. I think what had to happen to make this truly brilliant and really show the depths of what she can pull out of a performance was she had to take that and eat it and try her best to Mm -hmm. stay in it and muster up the will to say the gregarious, bubbly, lighthearted things that she no longer believes in her heart because she just had it <laughs> rendered right. too. two, but she has to, with every fiber in her being, try and get through this performance and not let on that she's devastated. And that could have been like truly brilliant. It was mm-hmm. still fun, but it wasn't like the home run that I always want someone's first time at the desk to be. It didn't quite get there on this one. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that Lauren Holt continues to like grow into these pieces. And maybe it's just a matter of, you know, having um, some better material to draw on that maybe Mm -hmm. kind of finds uh, a joke that lets her dig a little bit deeper on her performance and really show us something stunning. That's what I want. I want Mm -hmm. her to have a Heidi moment or a Bowen moment. And this just wasn't quite it.
0: Yeah. I think, I don't think any, any of my personal problems with this fall at the feet of Lauren Holt. I think she did. A really amazing job. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and I know that that's not what you were saying either. Uh, but I do. I, I just, I want to be clear that I think she owned this performance, and uh, I think think she did really good. I think she she showed confidence at the desk. So Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, she gets more characters, Mm -hmm. you know, on the show. And um, you know, I think she acted it really well. So props. She sparkles.
1: Yeah, she has such a
0: great Mm -hmm. presence Mm -hmm. when she comes
1: on. So I agree. Agree.
0: Yeah. If you want to see our full sketch-by-sketch sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. So let's get into our overall thoughts. Charlotte, we're going to go to you first on these. So tell me, what was your moment of the night? Whew, pressure. Um,
1: I, I think, uh, Kenan's line, who among us? Or, putting on floor wax. Because you was ashy. Who among us? Was probably my moment of the night. That just felt like it's (laughs) what we all were thinking. Um, It's sort of a callback to, like, I don't know, older movies maybe. I I just, and the way he delivered it, it just felt like that came from him personally. Like, he kind Mm -hmm. of almost broke character a bit. You could almost (laughs) sort of see him kind of laughing right before he said it. Uh, That was, that was my moment of the night, I would say. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Keenan always has fantastic delivery. Mm-hmm. My moment's going to go to uh, Beck's Fish Islands butt, I thought that was a great move and also just hilarious to look at. Uh, I thought that was the standout of the Peloton sketch. John, what's your moment?
2: Uh, also from the Peloton sketch, I loved when they pipe in the Curb Your Enthusiasm music <laughs> to... Just totally deflate them. I just, it's, it's so insulting and it's become kind of a meme that anytime someone mm-hmm. does something sort of derpy, you just <laughs> layer in that, that music and it just underscores the, just the, the stupidity of, of what you're looking at. Right. And, uh, it just, it was just the right musical cue to really uh, <laughs> work in that sketch. And it just, I, I, that was the first belly laugh of the show for me was, <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. they they got me on that one. That is that is so pitch perfect. Um, So yeah, that I thought was the first
1: great moment of the show.
0: All right. Let's talk about best sketch, Charlotte.
1: Negotiator. That was my favorite. <laughs> I thought that was the best sketch. So tight. So uh, up to a 10, like heightened to a 10. I, I love when sketches can go so far, and I guess you know, eating a bag of weed—not we gummies—gets <laughs> you there. <laughs> so I, that was that was, in my opinion, the best sketch.
0: Yeah, that one was really good. I'm going to give it to the wooden signs, because um,
1: <laughs> really again,
0: different? something about it just so, when I was watching the show live, it just hit me in just the right way to just really get it, some good giggles going. So. <laughs> John, what's your best sketch?
2: Peloton. I thought uh, that was a a really clever idea. And when it got going, when it ramped up, I just thought they just kept hitting you with such great gags (laughs) Uh, like Mm -hmm. the fisheye lens, like the Curb Your Enthusiasm and just on and on. It just really
0: worked. All right. Well, the MVP, Charlotte, who are you going to give it to? This was
1: tough for me. I felt I really felt this episode was well distributed amongst the cast and the guest. You know, I mm-hmm. I I thought everybody really carried well. It felt it felt like a real ensemble show this week in the best way. I really I loved that. Um, mm-hmm. So, gosh, I, I sort of am tied between Regina, which I know she's the guest, but I really I thought she nailed every sketch she was in. She committed and she held her own. Um, She didn't seem to have nerves. You know, she didn't. She really held it. She seemed like she was part of the cast in the best way. And uh, if I had to choose somebody from the cast, I would probably say Beck because he really (laughs) he got me with the drunk Tom Brady. I thought he was great as uh, Mitch McConnell I thought he, you know, was great in the Peloton. I'd say he really <laughs> nailed the characters this week, mm-hmm. and um, so those would be my two MVPs this week.
0: All right, I, th- I think Regina's a fair pick. I think I think you can go mm-hmm. with the host, and she was definitely a very competent host. I mm-hmm. think she had some really strong performances. I think that's a solid pick, um, guys. I don't know what it was about the wooden sign sketch. <laughs> <laughs> but like my immediate gut reaction was like it has to be 80. Like she wasn't even that present in you know in everything. It's not like she was all over the place. Um but I don't that just really really get, spoke to me and it just got me and she played it so well. She's a, everyone was really great. Middle-aged ladies Heidi was also fantastic. Um yes. but 80 did so great and I love 80. It's nice to have her back from shrill, you know, in the last several episodes. Um yeah, I'm going to give it to 80 for for her, for her drunken sign lady.
1: We know what to get you uh, for your next birthday. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, you're asking for it. Um, I think this is super easy. I had this decided coming in. It's Regina King. And that's not, that's not off limits on our show, Charlotte. Like that's totally valid. Um, She impressed me. There wasn't anything that she did tonight that wasn't, absolutely perfect for what the character needed to be and her ability to just find those characters. Like maybe they were just handing her characters that really worked with her sensibility. I don't know, but what she delivered felt so right across the board. There wasn't any weak moment where I thought, Oh, you know, that's kind of a kind of an awkward take on that character that didn't quite play right. She didn't fumble any lines. She had great energy. She had just great physicality. She had, Everything and every character was like fully realized too in their own mm-hmm. way. Like they all had their own subtle little things that, that made them distinct. I was super impressed. And I, I would like to anoint her like the next would be five timer. Yeah. Then that's why I say I really hope that her wow. career stays hot. Like I hope they have a reason to keep bringing her back. Cause I think she knocked it out of the park. So easy, yeah. easy MVP for Regina King.
0: All right. Well, very good. On a scale of classic, great, decent, week or train wreck charlotte how would you rate this episode Whoo! i think this is a classic or great
1: i mean this was a top episode for me i there were not many flops in my opinion i think they've really hit their groove this season you know they they found the energy and like i said even the sketches that didn't really hit for me i still got it like i still appreciated them it wasn't like what are they doing, you know mm-hmm. i I think this was a really top episode. I'm going classic or great. It's up there for me, okay, wow,
2: but gun to your head, which side of the line oh gosh,
1: on? don't make me ah uh, I don't know i think I think it remains to be seen. I feel like you can't call something classic right when it comes out. Do you know what oh, I mean that, like that
2: that is a weak, weak answer. Weak. You're, you're here, you're here okay, to okay. give commentary on SNL.
1: Okay, I'm giving it classic then. I think it's okay. classic. Wow. Because That's
2: I, a bold move.
1: It's bold, but I, I, cause I agree with you, John. I think Regina King is setting herself up to be a, a recurring host. I really do. Yeah. I think she's going to be like an Adam Driver who every time he sure. comes back, nails it. And Eddie Murphy, like, you know, who she even, you know, mentioned in her monologue. Right. I think, I, I think it's up there. I'm going to give okay. a classic under my head. Very Since good. you made me,
2: no, I I respect <laughs> you just going out on a limb and and going with your gut and sticking to your opinion. That's that's awesome. Okay, uh, is it my turn, well, Catherine?
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay.
2: uh, I'm honestly not that far off from you, Charlotte. Like, if for some reason this does turn out in hindsight to be the stunning debut of a an snl staple over the next five years or something and and she does become a recurring host and we look back on it kind of like melissa mccarthy's first outing or something like that if that's what this does turn out to be then yeah i think there could be an argument for that but purely on the merits of the episode and not just maybe that meta um i think i can land at a great on this i really enjoyed the sketch fair tonight i like pretty much all the you know, regular rundown sketches, but I thought a couple of the fundamentals were lacking. I thought the cold open was lacking and I thought joston and Che, it wasn't necessarily working for me. And I don't, I, I can't quite pinpoint what wasn't working about that, but the features were working. So aside from a couple of those fundamentals, not quite being what I think they would need to be to be like an unqualified classic. I think there was a lot of good stuff in here that will easily be turned into like one of their one hour, 10 o'clock, vintage episodes. So I, I think that's good enough to offer it a, a solid great.
0: Hmm. Now I feel bad. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, speak your truth. <laughs> speak your truth.
0: I, I thought this was very firmly a decent. I okay. I have a hard time. I'm tempted to be like, okay, fine, it's a great, but no um that's because I'm a babel pleaser. Uh, <laughs> I there were only really two, maybe three sketches that I, I really liked. Um, and then there were several that I thought had a lot of potential that didn't get met. Uh, didn't love the cold open week update. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought it, it, it's definitely not weak or train wreck. There's some good stuff here. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just, not, not a very consistent episode for me personally. So, okay. No, that's fair.
2: As I'm going back through the rundown, I'm thinking about like the dating game show and I was thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. that one had potential, but needed a rewrite. Mm-hmm. And the, the, um, the signs one that, you know, you thought was tops. Um, I thought that could have, you know, used a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. of punching up as well. So uh, I wouldn't suggest that there isn't room for improvement. Mm -hmm. but the sketch fair tonight, maybe it was just the subject matter. There was a lot of lighthearted stuff that wasn't super duper political or, or Mm -hmm. timely, or the stuff that was timely was about Gorilla Glue, which yeah, I'm all in on that. So (laughs) maybe it was just that the, the tone of the show and the playfulness of the sketch fair and the goofiness of the sketch Mm -hmm. fair was what I was hankering. Like it's just what I wanted Mm -hmm. to see. And so maybe I'm, Bumping it up a grade because on its technical merits, you're right, Catherine. There's an, there's definitely some some weak patches here. I just had a lot of fun with it. I think that's why it got over the line into great for me.
0: Fair enough. Hey, comedy's subjective. We're all going to have different takes on it. That's the beauty, right? Very true. All right. Well, an episode with, if nothing else, uh, some a few a few good sketches and a very competent host that we would all love to yes. see back. I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, definitely excited for Regina King, and I'm. I'm interested to check out uh you know more of her work too so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure well charlotte thank you so much for being here gosh it was you a good guys time.
1: this was, was a blast fun. it was a mm-hmm. blast this was so much fun uh thanks for having me on I, I just loved talking about each so great to have a deep dive with people who want to listen so
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to nerd out we don't always have like an SNL buddy that you can you you know you can go and bat these things around with so uh, our, our podcast serves a very important role in the <laughs> New York comedy community.
0: Love it. Yeah. So Charlotte, if people want to hear more of you and your, you know, fun personality and jokes, we can listen to the Charlotte O'Trimba show, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that and where to find it?
1: Correct. The Charlotte O'Trimba show is a podcast found wherever you listen to podcasts um, and on YouTube. So you can watch the video version. Um, I cover everything from latest pop culture to daily mishaps, kind of a live half hour comedy podcast, nice and light, no politics here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have some great guests coming up, and those are a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a light, fun show, um, definitely check out the Charlotte Otremba Show. And you can follow me on Instagram at Charlotte Otremba, find me on YouTube uh, at Charlotte Otremba, where you can find my show and some <laughs> other clips. And um, yeah. It, this was a blast. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: I gotta have more cowbell. All
0: right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks to Charlotte O'Trimba and John Murray. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Grace Cogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back next week when SNL returns with host Regé-Jean Page and musical guest Bad Bunny. But until then, this has been episode number 128 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.